Hi, I'm Clint Hardy. And I'm Jody Koch. We've been middle school choir directors for well over a decade, and I've learned a lot through trial and error. We're here on a mission to create community, culture, and confidence among fellow middle school choir teachers. We want to share in your joys, validate your concerns, but also give you practical teaching advice each week. And let's just be real, we're here to take you through the mishaps, mistakes, and middle school drama that we all experience. Welcome to the Choir Chronicles. Well, hey there, fellow choir directors. Hello. We hope that you're having a great day so far. Um, today, we're going to be talking about building the perfect recipe for mm-hmm. uh, contracting and building a program from scratch yeah. and what it's like. Yeah. So. Each of us have experience in doing this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to Jody to start this. Yeah, so let's flash back to, I guess, like 17 years ago. I mean, um, so basically when I was born. Right, Clint's <laughs> birth year. He's now 18. Okay, so we're going to use a theme of um, of high school, high school musical. musical. Okay, mm-hmm. so Knights. I'm going to call it Knights Middle School. Okay was my first job. So basically I student taught in the fall, took me a little while to graduate college, was not a four year and done. I was a five and a half year person. So I student taught in the fall and I was ready to go Clint. I was ready. I did not want to live at my parents' house any longer. I wanted my own apartment painted the same color as the friend's apartment, Monica and Rachel's, which my dad did paint it that color for me. Of course he did. (laughs) Um, I wanted to move. I wanted a job. I was like, yes, let's go. So I got hired as the fourth certified choir teacher of the year. Did you say fourth? Fourth. Three certified teachers quit from August to December. And there were long-term subs in between. Brave soul. Certified teach, like, okay, what is happening? So I came in and I was so excited and I was Hillary Swank from Freedom Riders. I had my plan in my mind. I was gonna tell them how I love Starbucks and I love shoes and I love shopping and you'll never see me without a coffee in my hand and blah, blah, blah. And I love high heels and I got there and had first period, sixth grade girls, 60 minute classes. And in 60 minutes, I could not even get them to listen to me for me to tell them my name. That is shocking. Name. They were rolling on the floor, screaming, shouting, singing along to popular songs and then I think like the second or third day they were like oh we wanted you to hear us what we did for our Christmas concert and they were just shouting it at the top of their lungs and I'm like oh my gosh like I don't even know if it was a concert but it was crazy I was like Hillary Swank if you've seen Freedom Riders Mm -hmm. and the lady in the front office is like you're gonna want to take those pearls off that was me So, um, it was horrible. There were fights in class, police involvement. Um, when I got to, so I started in January and I got to TMEA convention in mid February, like around Valentine's day. And I ran into the band director from my school and he said, Hey, did you hear? And I was like, what? I mean, I'd been there a day. And he said, the biggest fight of the year happened in the choir room yesterday when you left. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, the police came out. Two girls went to juvenile jail, sixth grade girls. And then when they got out, 
they were placed back in the same class and the girls had all taken sides. And I asked, can they, I had two sixth grade girl classes and I said, can they be put in separate classes and they wouldn't do it? No, sorry. They're going back to where they went. Uh, teachers' cars were keyed. There were known gang members. Um, I guess, I don't know, junior gang members. I don't know. Can you be a gang member when you're 12? Maybe. Oh. It was scary. Um, it was not good. I am not joking. <laughs> I came home and I was living with my parents for a couple weeks. And I sat down on the stairs at the bottom of my parents' staircase. And I just put my head in my hands and started weeping to my dad. And he said, Jody, I think you're about to tap into parts of your personality you never knew you had. And I still, I mean, 17 years ago, I still remember that moment. And those words true have been true over and over and over. I got through it, Clint. I survived. I'm still here. Um, I had a conversation with the fine arts director and she had wanted me to go to UIL. And I was like, I don't think this is going to be good for anybody. Like for sure, not me and probably not the kids. And she's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Don't worry about it. I did put a concert together um, and the kids stayed after school and we had like a traveling accompanist that would go around to the various schools in this district and play like, I don't know, they were contracted for like a certain amount of hours a month or something. And I do remember the accompanist coming in and saying, you've obviously really been working. And I'm like, yeah, like I just found music that was in the library. I don't know if I taught it well or not. I mean, it was just complete survival mode. Um, I had all the boys in one class, like sixth through eighth grade. There were about 30 of them, I think. I think I had probably like 90 to 100 kids in my in the program. I say my program because I did not stick around. <laughs> Newsflash. But so we had a concert and I let the kids stay after school for it. And someone ended up kicking in one of the like thick glass windows, like an exterior wall window and shattered it. And I remember the kids being like, there was a rumor I was going to get fired. And I think the kid who did it, and I was like, no, buddy, I'm not going to get fired. No, but the kids were worried. They did end up liking me. The kids liked me. Um, they, I remember they went on the announcements on my birthday and they wanted to say happy birthday to Miss Hill at the time. And so I did like end up winning over some of the kids, but I showed movies all the time. I called in sick every day I could. I mean, I was like, devastated Clint. Like my whole life, I was going to be teaching Eric Whitaker to 18 year olds. And like my whole life, I had wanted to be a choir director. And I was like, I, I can't do this. I am not kidding you. I was thinking, how can I have to move out of state so that I don't lose my teaching license? Because I knew if you quit, you could have your license suspended in Texas for like five years or something mm -hmm. if you quit like after a certain date or whatever. And I was like, maybe I, I mean, I remember thinking of Colorado. I don't know why. It was awful, awful. But here I am still standing. It was the best thing that ever happened to little Jody Hill, little princess, all state choir, spoiled you know, came from having everything given to me on a silver platter my whole life. It was the best freaking thing that could have ever happened to me, even though I cried every single day. So now that program is doing 
awesome. I am so proud of the director there and I follow them on social media and I'm like, oh my gosh, it just makes my heart so happy. Um, one student I still keep in contact with and he's famous. His name is Gabriel Kunda. You guys should look him up. He is literally a famous voiceover actor and graduated with a degree in vocal performance, I believe. I went to a senior recital and everyone else is probably in prison. But <laughs> oh gosh, Jody. <laughs> but she doesn't anyway, mean that. <laughs> no, totally not. I did leave because I was hired to be a high school assistant. After that, I was rescued. But man, was that the best thing that ever happened to me? So no, I did not build that program. But I just want you to guys know, to know that I come from very humble beginnings. Um, back then, American Idol was like the most popular show and um I did an idol you like let's call it night's idol from that school and um we ended up having the whole school come out to it and I didn't even know how to get karaoke tracks the kids sang over the voice tracks I just played the song from the radio (gasps) to your credit like that kind of stuff back then was not easily accessible everyone listen to me there were no iphones when i started teaching there were not smartphones until my sec third year teaching okay so i just they just sang to the whatever i don't even know if i knew how to use youtube i don't know how i got the songs i mean like listen no idea listening to the story this is definitely not like the jody coke that we all know now <laughs> but uh, you need to know where it's... it began okay so the program's doing great now clint okay talk about your first job at wildcat middle school this wasn't quite my first job oh, well yeah but my fir- similar to you I will say just like about my very first day of teaching, um, I was in a different school than I'm about to talk about. And I came home defeated, Mm -hmm. just like you. And my roommate at the time, Stephen Evans, who was one of my best friends, I just sat at the edge of his bed and who he was a choir teacher as well, Mm -hmm. successful, like when you think of at the time, like somebody who could build a program, like he was it. Oh yeah. Like could do anything. Yes. And I came home, I sat on the edge of his bed and I just wept forever saying like, I cannot do this. Like, this is not something that I can do. Why did, why did I not have this experience sooner? Like I should have done something different in college. Like I am not going to make it in this profession Mm -hmm. because like, I was by myself. I didn't know what I was doing. There were no resources at the school. There was barely a music library and no mentor, like, helping me along the way. So just like you, I I had a similar experience in that that first day of, like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, both of us stuck it out. Yes, here we are. (laughs) And here we are uh, in a closet recording a a podcast. we're okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to talk about my experience with Wildcat Middle School. Mm, Um, similar to you, I was the third director in three years. So, um, for whatever reason, people left back to back to Mm -hmm. back. And, um, that was difficult in some ways, but in some ways it, it was kind of nice to not feel like you followed a legend. Well, yeah. You know, and yeah. that that's that was great. 
in other ways, it's like, man, this choir program of like 60 children or, or fewer, like didn't exist. Right. And, uh, it was a newish school and new facilities. Like things were nice about Mm -hmm. the school and the kids were pretty great. Um, but for some reason, choir just like did not flourish. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I think I said 60 kids, but I really actually started with around 40. Wow. Um, it was really, really tiny. So I had to do things that like were not all choir. Yeah. Um, and that was intentional. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was the NJHS sponsor because I knew that like, I wanted to recruit kids that, um, were at the top of their game. Uh, but I also was the cheer coach. Um, and that was an experience yes. and I don't recommend that. Uh, but you had cheer experience. But I had cheer okay. experience. Yes. I was a cheerleader. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught a student council class. Wow. Like they actually had a class for it at the school. Like leadership. Leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of the student council kids were in this class and through that, like, I recruited a bunch of them to join choir. Like after school it started. After school it mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. It, it was really great. I was very nervous about it because I'm like, what am I going to do with an entire year of kids doing just student council? Right. Because there was no curriculum handed to me. It was like, you make this up along the way. And so I let the kids get to know me and through that, them having a lot of fun with me, they're like, I want to be in this class more yeah. because like we had student council in the choir room. Oh, um, like perfect. I wasn't in a normal classroom. Yeah. Like I was in the choir mm-hmm. room and they got to see like some of the cool things we were doing in choir and like yeah. and asking about it. And so recruited them, which of course like success breeds success and when your friends go out and talk about how much fun they're having mm-hmm. and how they're with quote a cool teacher, yeah. um, they want to be a part of things like that. Yeah. So they started coming in flocks, which is great. Awesome. Um, and I made it a point to ask for things that I would do well in. Like it, when I say like the extra things I, that I had to do, um, like cheer. I was a cheerleader. I was the student body president when I was in high school. Like I oh, knew about okay. student council. Um, and did you ask for these things? Like, did you, t- you knew you probably didn't have a full schedule of choir. So did you ask your admin, like, can I do these things? I did. I actively said, okay, I know they're, they're literally telling me out of eight periods a day, there are three choir classes. Mm-hmm they're going to stick me with things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Unlike our situations now where we have incredible things happening, where we get to go travel to our intermediate school. I didn't get that option. Yeah. Like when I asked about that, they flat out told me no. And was yours, yours the seventh and eighth grade there Mm -hmm. too. So it would have been really great to go to the fifth and sixth grade school or school. And build connections with those kids. But but that was not an option. Not an option. Even though I had plenty of time in the day where that Mm -hmm. could have happened they felt like they needed to stick me with with other things. Mm-hmm. So I chose to do those things because I knew that I didn't want to be doing lunch duty. Yeah, or um, like online French. Yeah, like <laughs> I didn't want to do something that I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I chose those things. And by the end of that first year, I had grown the program from 40 kids to the enrollment in the fall being 200. Wow. Um, and like kids want to do the things that they have fun in. Yeah. You know, Um, so I just made it a point to celebrate the small things Mm -hmm. wherever I could, 
but I celebrated the small things in big ways. Okay. Like, doing anything. Like, man, okay, if we can sight read through this eight-bar line mm-hmm. by this date, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. So I gave them a week. Uh, and it was do, red, me, red, do. Like, in unison. In unison. Okay. Because, like, no one knew anything about right. choir when I came. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it. We threw a party. Like, small things like that draw attention to yeah. your little pocket of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, even if kids don't visually see it, they're talking about it. Yeah. Oh, we just had a party in choir. Yeah. Like, what? Wh- why? We have a party. Yeah. yeah. Why did you have a party? Oh, because yeah. we accomplished this. Mm-hmm. You mean you did an assignment and you did it? just did it and you got a party for doing it. Yeah. I mean like those are the small things that you can do that celebrate what's happening in your class. And that's going to cause momentum to start building up. Mm -hmm. And once you have that momentum, you start learning that the kids are picking up on things quicker and it's just, it's just easier. Right. They're motivated. It's not easy at first, but it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, picking up that wheel and like letting it slowly go. And then it starts getting to the edge of the hill and then it starts yes. rolling. Like yes. that's what's going. Um, so the other thing that I did was the high school that I fit into had a show choir. Mm-hmm. And so I started show choir. Um, and I, during my first year there, worked with um our amazing choreographer, Ashley Kimbrough. Yes. Uh, and I I know that Ashley would not care me saying this, but like both of us were disasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we had that same kind of mindset of like, oh, we're young. Like I'm tired. I don't want to come doing? to work today. Like yes. what is happening? I'm going to call. I'm, I'm just not coming. Yes. You know, like it, it was no a, buy-in. <laughs> no buy-in from us. us or the kids. Yet. You know, yet. And she was also still figuring out whether she was going to go to college full time. Uh, The second year I was at the school, uh, I did not work with her Mm -hmm. and brought her back for the third year. Um, And like through that, built an amazing friendship with her and, you know, colleagueship, if that's Mm -hmm. even a word. Uh, You know, it is now. (laughs) Coined it. And having that show choir and getting to do things that were outside the realm of like just typical choral Mm -hmm. singing like you said i'm gonna teach eric what a girl day you know gave me perspective that like man this is not my thing but the kids enjoy it yeah and that's important because especially right now kids are not gonna do things that they do not want to do there is just too much out there for them to choose from Too many options and it was you're gonna get on this boat or you are going to sink Mm. and so i got on and through it i've learned you know to love it um yeah i we went to a competition and we totally bombed Mm -hmm. you know our um the very first thing that high school or excuse me the first competition we went to our high school choir director adam's roost Mm -hmm. he choreographed it like like it, and it was simple choreography. Yeah. It was nothing like what you and yeah, I do now. Right. It, you know, like as Ruben, our bestie, yes. would say, it's parking and barking. Yeah, like, park we're, and bark. Park we're and just going to sit and mm-hmm. sing and like do a little bit of swaying yeah, here. Maybe like, a snap. Yep, and that's totally okay. <laughs> um, but it helped grow that program yeah. into something bigger and more fun. Yes. Um, but it was important for those kids to go to that competition and yeah. see what show choir was. 
because yeah. that motivates them mm-hmm. to go grab their friends and be like, hey, you can sing or you're really good at dancing. Yeah. Like, come do this with us. Right. And again, this was before social media was really booming mm-hmm. and it was before like things were easily accessible and recordable like right. iPhones were new like mm-hmm. it wasn't something where it was like oh man you can instantly just turn on whatever and see 1000 right. competitions happening like right. it it was it was hard the dark ages the dark ages mm-hmm. yes mhm um but no uh, they had only taken one group to contest the year before mm-hmm. but that first year i took three groups to UIL and the tenor bass choir actually got a sweepstakes Amazing. and the two treble choirs did not, mm-hmm. which I always felt like treble choir was my strength. Yeah. You know, and or like it's almost a little easier because you're not dealing with like voice changing. Change. And, it was, yeah. yeah, it was just something that I felt more confident yeah. in. Got this. But again, success breeds success. Like that fire, like lit those seventh grade girls, uh, moving into eighth grade mm-hmm. to be like, we're going to get it. Yeah. And like, that just spread like wildfire. And the next year, the next two years, I actually took five groups. I started a mixed choir <laughs> and we did that after school and, um, all five groups, the next, both the next two years got sweepstakes. Wow. And it was just kind of like, who is this person that just walked into this district and started doing all of these things? Because there was success happening in yeah. that district, but it was like this corner pocket of the world that like just started shining a little bit Mm -hmm. where people were like, what is happening? Yeah. You know, and that's scary for people, um, you know, but people were mostly accepting of like, wow, actually good things are happening at this new school. Mm -hmm. Um, so my advice for like, building that program for me was like, I had to pick literature that worked mm. and I picked easy lit- yes. literature. It's okay. I f- like, I, I know wish some you- of your old, old faithfuls. Oh, Charlottetown's burning down. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye. I know some of your mm-hmm. old faithfuls. And Tiffany Lozana. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things. Oh, that one's like every three years. Yeah. You just rotate. Oh yeah. Like you want to do early on what you can do to, to get a sweepstakes if that's your jam like for me it was it was like man like I remember crying the first time I got a sweepstakes because it meant so much yeah now my perspective of all of that has changed a lot Mm -hmm. but like I know young people coming in like that's a goal and it's okay to have that goal it's okay not to have that goal and it's also okay for that goal to take you three to five years to accomplish on your own absolutely absolutely like it took me three years to get one sweepstakes, yeah. and that's okay. It's also okay if you are someone who constantly gets sweepstakes, and then you have a year where it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very hard yeah, for us. right. You know, right. It, it just doesn't always happen um, because kids are different. But I encourage you to pick easy literature, mm-hmm. and picking easy literature doesn't make you a bad choir director. No, think about how musical you can be. Like, there are unison, like, Brahms art songs mm-hmm. that are gorgeous. And, like, okay, that takes a high level of musicianship. And, it, yeah, it can be so rewarding to take something simple and get it to that level. Yeah, it's like you have to... For me, it's starting small with the basics, you know, go back to the basics, start something. If you try to do a hundred things all at once, it's not going to work. You have to pick your battles, Mm -hmm. start small and let it grow on its own. 
Um, and that's that's okay. Yeah. One other thing that I did in that school um, was I we had a hallway that connected the choir room and the band hall. I went into the band hall one day just to go talk, and um, there happened to be kids just, like, singing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you are incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember his name was Devin. <laughs> and I was like, you need to be in choir. He's like, why? I'm like, you are really good. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm like, no, just just trust, trust me. me. I'm not saying quit band. I'm saying yeah. do this in addition to right. band. Like. You're, you're what, an office aide right now just hanging out in the yeah. band hall? Like, you you belong somewhere musical. Yeah. And he ended up turning around and being in choir, making region choir, wow. went on to make high school region, like, moved to a completely different um, district, mm-hmm. ended up in the top choir as a freshman. Like, wow. kids just sometimes don't know what they no, have. No, they don't know. They and don't you know anything at this age. No. They don't know what they don't know. Just tell them. Like, <laughs> yes. sometimes the, the simplest compliment can be something that completely changes a kid's yeah. life. Right. So going into that, um, I you know, one other thing that I did, had to struggle with, was my principal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just call her Mrs. Darbus. At Wildcat Middle School. Yes, at Wildcat Middle School. And Mrs. Darbus um, put me through a lot. She did not like me personally. And that didn't help. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can't, you can't sh- help who people like. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that sometimes who you are as a person doesn't line up with who yeah. they are as people. Yeah. Um, and that's okay in some aspects and in other ways it was not. I, I was mistreated at the school and I should have done a lot of reporting to HR mm-hmm. because of what, what happened to me. Like, I, I did end up printing emails eventually that was yeah. because it was like, you are literally in all caps screaming at me in email and that's not acceptable. No. Like you can't tear down a teacher. Um, I was teacher of the year one year at that school wow. and that principal did not come to the teacher of the year ceremony what? at the district level. Like I'm my, surprised she didn't like sabotage the votes. Uh, well, you know, I'm a, a little shocked too, but ironically the voting happened when she was out of town and a vice principal was put in charge of it and you know that's that like the the teachers at that school saw what i was doing and turning that program around and being involved in everything that was happening dress up days like getting involved in school spirit because school culture is so important Um, and that's teacher driven even though the principal should really be driving that yeah so you know um, you're gonna deal with trials along the way, but like I stuck to my guns and I did not change who I was for her. Right. Um, and that was hard for her because she wanted me to change who mm-hmm. I was and I wasn't gonna do it. And so I encourage you, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, where you're listening from, be yourself. Um, yeah. And you're gonna find that sometimes you don't belong there and that's okay. That's what I discovered in the end after a few years was yeah. I had done so much greatness at that school and I, I knew I was going to devastate those kids by leaving, but I had to put myself first yeah. and, yeah. and I did. And 
just like in an earlier episode we talked about, like, we found our journey and mm-hmm. the, the places we were meant to be. Yes, so. eventually, yeah. So, yeah. Jody, why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about what you're doing now? So, yeah, we're going to talk about our current schools, and we're going to go a little faster through this, but just, like, um, these are the programs that we have both been at for a while. I'll be starting my ninth year at my school next year. And when I got there, I had about 105, 110 kids, and I had four classes. Um, And at that time, they allowed me to use that as travel time to recruit. And so I was able to go to the feeding fifth and sixth grade school almost daily. I was able to go to the elementary schools, and I just worked really hard during that time. And I realized I was very lucky that I didn't have to be assigned to another class. I did have cafeteria duty and... You know, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't just me, but um, so I did have to do a few other things, but I really wanted to prove myself with that opportunity. And so we had been told that um, we need, if we had got to 180 students, that was some magic number, we could get a halftime assistant. And I was like, I will not rest until I'm at 180. (laughs) Well, gosh darn it, I got to whatever, 185 the next year. And that... (sighs) I'm trying to think. No, maybe it took two years. I think it took two years. And then I ended up getting someone that was half time with me and half time at the high school. So that was an amazing, amazing uh, accomplishment for our school because I needed it. I needed to grow. And then we went from having four classes to seven classes of choir and it stayed that way ever since. So I want to point out that I grew from 110 to next year I have over 400 students in choir. The last I looked was 426. That is incredible. But it took eight years. I knew I was going to stay there at my school. I moved my own personal collection of choral music up to the filing cabinets. That's how you know. When when you are compelled to bring your own choral music to your place I did of that. work, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I just knew. I, and again, it was my fourth school to teach at. So I, in between my first horrible job, I was rescued as an assistant choir director for several years. So I was an assistant high school director and assistant middle school director with two goddesses, and they taught me everything I know. Um, so it, again, I have grown it a lot, but it was not overnight. And also in the middle of that, my daughter had cancer and I took six months off teaching, which we talked about previously where Clint stepped in for me. So Um, Some of the things that have attributed to that is I made up this 50 Sevies challenge or 50 newbies challenge um, where I was like, okay, y'all, kids in choir now, bring me 50 new kids that I don't know that are not currently in choir that are in seventh grade that will be in choir, want to be in choir next year. It's not officially signing up. It's just talking to me and I will buy the whole choir program donuts. And for whatever reason, they went crazy. They brought me like 80 kids. And then by the next year, I think we did grow. We, yeah, we grew to like 185 or something the second year. Um, So I've done that every year. And now I have a ridiculous amount of kids coming to me. Now, will they all officially sign up when they're sitting down choosing their classes for next year? Not necessarily. But my own students, without me leaving my room, have brought me 
a hundred or more kids to be like, hi, I'm Miss Coke. Hey, how are you? Here's a list of the top 10 fun things we do in choir. Remember next year in eighth grade, you get three electives. You could be an athletics choir and whatever else you were planning to do just so they can see that I'm a nice person. They see the vibe in the room. They come in with their friends and their friends will do the recruiting. A lot of times it's not my upstanding citizen students. It's the ones that are uh, troublemakers in class and they will go overboard doing it. I'll buy them, if they bring me 10 kids, I'll buy them a drink from Sonic. Cause you can get like, you know, the, during like the happy hour prices at Sonic, you can mm -hmm. get like those huge Route 44s for like a dollar and something. And so if, for, if they bring me 10 kids, I'm like, I'll get you a slushie or whatever you want. And I'll bring it to choir. I'll give it to you during your choir class. So kind of have the kids do it for me. Um, I really focused on voice lessons, on show choir, social events, um, all region. I think focusing on them making an honor choir really helped because, like Clint said, success breeds success. Um, I believe in a four-by-four four plan to build or maintain a program. And, I mean, starting with a minimum of four performances a year and four social events that have nothing to do with singing. They are playing only builds a culture so we'll do an episode on that on like building your culture and what you need to plan but that four by four plan of having like a fall and spring social event that are for everyone that are just playing their after school hours it's not a field trip to go sing and play it's like just for fun and then I'll do a treble choir night and tenor bass choir night just so the kids have that culture built like look we're going on a bus we're going to medieval times we're going to eat we're going to have fun we're going to go home and then they're going to all talk about it to your friends but you have to be in choir and then some traditions to put in place like if you want to be choir president vice president social chairperson or my and librarian are like my top big officers that are over the whole program you have to be a second year eighth grade choir member so hey look everyone in here y'all could be the president one day um, the Varsity Trouble Choir, they sing Carol of the Bells at our winter concert surrounding the auditorium every year. I started that my first year and I haven't gotten tired of it yet. I still love it. So just having things that they can look forward to if they are like a two or three year member. And like I said before, I picked uh, all region choir and voice lessons as my focus. And I still think those are like the best places to start when you're building a program because getting more and more kids to take privately um, is going to help bolster your choirs, you, the way they sound and the way they understand music. And also when you have kids making an honor choir, region choir, something that gets notoriety, that gets out there like, wow, okay, did you see those kids were on the announcements? They made, they're really good singers. And suddenly the school knows who the good singers are and they're from your choir program. So that's kind of how I've built, in a nutshell, built my current school. And then Clint, what about you? Well, I currently teach at Trinity Springs Middle School. Um, it go, has Titans. Been, yeah, go Titans. Go Titans. <laughs> it's definitely been um, a journey getting here. And I would say, again, this is the second time I've said it, but like I went down the path that led me to where I was meant to be. Yeah. Um, when I was first- Was it a linear path? Uh, no. no. Uh, definitely like climbing Mount Everest yes. and that's okay. Um, my friend Alex Carr, when I first got hired in Keller, he was working in Keller and said like, you are being hired here. Like 
so that when Trinity Springs Middle School opens, like, you're going there. And I was like, no, I'm coming here to be a high school choir director. Mm. And he's Sidebar, like, he's the reason I got into Keller as well, because we saw each other at Target. And he was like, I'm going to tell the fine arts director about yeah. you. So thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. And, like, and it, it was so true. Like, whether he, you know, is a prophet and just, like, <laughs> saw this happening or, like, he just thought it was going to, like this is the way the dominoes fell mm-hmm. and I, and I'm so thankful to be at Trinity Springs. Um, and I've said this from the beginning, once I started in color, like Trinity Springs is a diamond in the rough. Mm. That's how I feel about this school. Yeah. And it's, it has such a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Just like you, I brought in my own personal library. I was like, this is, <laughs> it took me a year to do that. Cause I was like, am I going to be here? And, yeah. and I did. That must be a sign. Yeah. <laughs> I started with 60 kids. Um, I actually, that s- same year that you were gone and I was mm-hmm. doing your job and my job. Uh, yeah. I'm like, that's school. all confusing. That timeline is, I'm confused about it right now, but well, um, you may know that the, the previous person before me quit on April Fool's Day. Yes. <laughs> not a joke. And like left, 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 like gone. And through that transition, there were three of us teaching at the high school plus the long-term sub. So basically there were four of us between your school and yeah. ours. Okay. And uh, we were all kind of shuffled around taking responsibilities for yeah. things. And I remember the fine arts director coming to me and being like, I want you to interview at this school. And so I was very hesitant. I told her, I was like, my time at high school is not over. Mm-hmm. And I went to the school. I interviewed with the principal and I was like, no, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, middle school is for me. And it took stepping out of that realm for a second to realize and bring me back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that principal, like, at the beginning of summer, got a different job and left. And so I was very nervous about the principal that was coming. Mm-hmm. He was a huge football guy. Um, loves the Cowboys. <laughs> and actually... Nothing wrong with that. No, Just nothing. maybe not, like, our, like, people we connect Yes. With. Not who I thought I was going to connect <laughs> with. And honestly, in the end, like, he and I have actually connected in really incredible ways. And, like, he, he talks about choir in such positive lights and I'm beyond thankful for that. Um, but numbers were a must for me. Mm -hmm. Like I had to have kids in choir. I, I started with four classes of choir. Really. It probably should have been three because the Mm -hmm. two JV treble classes should have been combined into one because it was like seven kids in one Mm -hmm. and not many in the other. It was, it was very tough. And at the time I was so upset that like, I wasn't going to finish the year at the high school they transferred me at one month before school was over yeah. and I was very upset it was really rough it was yeah. rough um it had already been a difficult school year and it's it ended up being great because I got to build connections with those seventh graders because they were gonna quit yeah they were like I'm done yeah. I hate this and I convinced about 90 percent of them to stay and like I, I I'm so glad that I did like mm-hmm. they ended up being incredible leaders and they are the reason that that program like became what it was yeah the, those eighth graders and then the, the seventh graders that I inherited like they were just so incredible and like they loved choir and success started breeding success mm-hmm. we started doing all of those things for me choir kids are any type of kid not everybody believes that and, Amen. That, and that's okay but you and I were on the same page mm-hmm. anybody can sing mm-hmm. and you know what even if you can't you can still belong in choir yes. 
it it you don't have to be the best to be a choir kid like anyone can be in choir and it still change your life yes i'm a firm believer and that like sometimes kids need choir more than we need them yes and that that's important like building amazing humans that's like my number one philosophy and i tell the parents that all of the time like I'm here to make your kid a better human first Mm -hmm. and to be a great musician second. And Mm -hmm. like, that is my, my job. Um, so the traditions that I've built at Trinity Springs are like a choir banquet. Um, that is something that I started doing before anyone there and it has become incredible. Like other programs try to outdo us now (laughs) at their banquets because our choir parents went crazy decorating and doing it. It's been incredible. Um, we love doing it at the end of the year. I do my choir officer elections for my seven main choir offices mm-hmm. at the end of the year. And then the current officers open up an envelope at banquet oh, and they announce fun. who the next ones are. Yes. But we do have opportunities in the fall for um, other new eighth graders or current like seventh graders that yeah. are coming up to be a choir officer. Like a class officer. A class representative. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's also great as well. Uh, at the end of the year, um, the day that we go on our big uh, Six Flags trip, uh, since they're already all wearing their choir shirts anyways, mm-hmm. I have all of the eighth graders come and take a group picture in the gym. Yes. And they all sign around the picture. Um, I have it framed and matted. And around the mat, they all sign it. And it hangs up in the wall. And it says, like, class of 2000-whatever. Yes. Um, which is great. You know, they get to see that. It hangs in the choir room. They want to be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, show choir is also huge at yes. our school. We have two show choirs. Yes. Um, that is maybe a whole nother episode oh, for yes. us. You People know. would say it's huge at my school but then Clint's takes it to a whole other level (laughs) (laughs) um it's been an incredible journey Uh, all region and all state for me in school just like you was a huge deal Mm -hmm. like it was the driving force behind my love of choir same and it has filtered into my classroom and I know that there are people out there that think that I do too much for all region and that I bring too many kids to audition but like I don't want to limit children um and sometimes this is all they're ever going to have. Mm-hmm. And I remember my experience on audition day, like always being nervous, of course, about the audition, but getting to hang out with friends. Yes. And I lived in a small town where like there was nothing to do. <laughs> and getting to spend a Saturday with my friends for multiple hours was something that I didn't ever really always get. Yeah. And getting to do that and, there are kids like that in our district, regardless of what the demographic of our district yeah. is. We have kids that are hurting and suffering yes. and they need outlets like this. Yes. So I'm never going to limit my kids and say, well, sorry, you're upset that I bring this many kids. Like I'm going to do what's best for my program. Yeah. You know, there's a running joke around <laughs> the Metroplex <laughs> of like, it's Trinity Springs University. <laughs> and I'm university. like, well, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, what we just do. you created it. I mean, you're you're in charge. We're creating, we're designing these programs mm. that we want that match our kids' needs and abilities and, and our own personal abilities, you know, and our own personal strengths. We're, we're program designers, not yeah. just directors. You, you also have to realize that, like, we're looking at this from a pers- perspective of, what did we not get as a kid? And what did we need as children? Like, yeah. I look back on that a lot and go, wow, like, this is what I needed. Yeah. I want to give this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, if you make Region Choir, you get, your name goes on a perpetual plaque. Yes. We have it engraved. If you make it two years in a row, like we take the plaque down, we put your name up and put both years on uh-huh. it. The kids love to see yes. that. Um, also, just like you, I do Carol of the Bells at yes. our winter concert. And I that is a combined concert with our sixth grade uh-huh. s- from the intermediate school. And oh, they so they it. learn it too. Yeah. yeah. And it's easier for them because they come up and they're like, oh my gosh, Carol of the Bells. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we love doing this. Or at Veterans Day, we sing the um, Armed Forces yes, medley same. and they just, they love so it. Yes. Uh, it's great. Um, I create a social media presence. I mm-hmm. think that's really important. Uh, the kids are all tied to social media. Yes. Period. The end. If you don't do Instagram, create one. Yeah. It's our n- age kids now, if you teach middle school, Instagram is where you need to be. Not Twitter. Not, Twitter. not Facebook. You need to be on Instagram. I create. I have a Facebook group. It's mostly for the parents. Right. I would say maybe fewer than ten children are on that mm-hmm. Facebook because mm-hmm. they just don't do it. They think yeah. it's for old people. Yeah. And that's okay. And then finally, like trips, trips, trips. Yes. You have to take kids on trips and socials, like doing fun things. And a social event does not mean you have to be off campus. Um, you can do things yes. on campus. A movie night, bingo night, manicures, bingo night. We've had so much fun doing things, and we'll probably do an episode all about the socials yes. that we do. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'll be totally fun. And to the to the fellow parents out there. I bring my kid to all this stuff. She was six months old when I started at Hillwood, and now she's eight. Um, I'm going to go to my school. Yeah, he thinks. We'll see. <laughs> she's zoned for his school. I'm just telling her all the horror stories about it. I'm like, well, did you know at Mr. Glint's school? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, she actually really doesn't even care about choir, unless it's making me mad that she's going to be in Glint's choir. Yep. <laughs> um, but I bring my own kid to this stuff. I always have. My students and former students are my babysitters. They were the ones picking her up from daycare and kindergarten and bringing her home like you can and my husband comes to everything Clint's fiance comes to everything like you can include your family in this life and this program you're creating in fact I would say I would insist that you do because otherwise you're not going to see them but you know you can include them and bring them along you can bring like clint brought his fur baby up to some kind of like voice recording mm-hmm. session or something he was like i have Peru here you know like you can include your family if these things are sounding overwhelming to you of like when do you have a life well we create this life and we include our family and our loved ones like Clint's mom and dad or everything. My parents still come to things and, you know, you can, you can do all this and still balance it with your real life, your family life. And don't you worry, listeners, we're going to have an episode all about our spouses. <laughs> yes, we should. They should just be, they should come to the closet with they us. They should. Fun. Well, on that note, I think we should wrap up this episode, mm-hmm. but hopefully we have inspired you or like given you the reality of our very humble beginnings yes and also feel free to reach out to us at the choir chronicles at gmail.com and if you have suggestions and ideas follow us on social media send us messages if you want to hear about a certain topic let us know absolutely that would be so fun to do your topic or q a so yes please connect with us that way and we will see you in the next episode bye Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Choir Chronicles. 
If you are interested in booking Clint or Jody for professional development, a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, or to clinic your choir, please email us at thechoirchronicles at gmail.com. Also, did you know I have a Teachers Pay Teacher store called The Choir Queen with over 100 lesson plans and resources just for middle school choir? You can head to my website, www.thechoirqueen.com to access more information. And as always, if you'd like to hear about a specific topic or ask us any questions, please reach out to us via Gmail, Instagram, or Facebook. Tune in next week for more tips and tricks.